I miss the rains down in Africa. What? Are you okay? I guess so. This is not karaoke anymore. It's not? It's not karaoke night, John? No, no, that was uh, last night. All right, well, I'm, I'm <laughs> telling you, man. Maybe the, the right words would be, I miss the land cruisers down in Africa. The song is rain, though. Okay, well, so <laughs> the thing that we promised our listeners that we were going to talk about in this episode, because this is episode 105. Wow. Is the, is the 105. Already. <laughs> yeah, the 105 Land Cruiser, which is mainly an Africa-only model. That the one we were talking about was in Australia. There's some available. Most of it's Africa. Oh. I did not know that. Want to talk about these suckers for a second? Yeah. I didn't know anything about it. All right. <laughs> It's time to hit the trail. Lock in those hubs and throw it into low range. Because you are listening to Wheelin' with Keith and Johnny Orange. They're here to talk about 4x4s and everything to do with enjoying the great outdoors. Here's your hosts, Keith and Johnny Orange. All right, all right, all right. I'm using that. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> We've said this before on the show, and we have... We've been kind of promising this for about the last 10 episodes that we were going to do something for 105 with a 105 series Lancaster, which is actually part of the 100 series. And maybe that's where we started talking about it. Was it episode 100 or something? Sounds like that. about right. Yeah. Because yeah. we said, hey, you know, we could talk about the 100 series Land Cruiser. Oh, maybe we'll mention the 105 later on. Well, okay. So the 105 is part of the 100 series. Great. We have said before that we are not pros on this. Nope. Now, I did my <laughs> best to try to get a hold of There's very few of them in North America. Yeah. So I did my best to try to get a hold of a couple of Land Cruiser gurus in the industry mm. and a couple of them were like yeah we'd love to come out and talk cruisers but we don't know a ton about 105s and this and that because we don't see them in the u.s yeah. and so i was like all right screw it we're gonna go by we didn't want to do an international phone call and rack up crazy amounts of long distance charges i thought about it <laughs> i just couldn't find someone that was really into them but um gotcha. i can tell you this the 100 series, as we know, replaced the 80 series Land Cruiser, which for North America... Assume that replaced the 70 series? Well, no, the 70 series <laughs> is still in production. Oh, that joke doesn't work then, does for it? For <laughs> North America, it replaced the 60 series. Okay. 70 series is actually still in production today, which is kind of cool. Hmm. And that's the one you can go with the solid axle in, like, everywhere but North America. Go figure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but because Land Cruisers, as we said before, and we've we've talked about with our listeners, the Toyota Land Cruiser um, kind of split off after it got past the 40 Series, and they mm. went to the luxury branch, and they went to the rugged branch. And so the 40 Series eventually kind of became the 70 Series, which was still the rugged, off-road, you know, mining town, yeah. Africa, ISIS, all them Running God, these numbers give me headaches. What's that? <laughs> All the different numbers I'm trying to keep straight. What's what? So they started doing that. Well, then for the rest of the world, for the luxury series, is really what started with the 55, the Iron Pig, and then they went to the 60 series. I know the Iron Pig. 
Yeah, we have one in the museum. <laughs> yeah, it's the only reason I know. And then they went to the 60 series, which is my brown one out in the driveway. And then for North America... Wait, the series after... went down? What's that? Series numbers went down? No, 50... 60's after 55. Oh, wow. So at 55, <laughs> then they went 60 for the, uh, the luxurious ones. <laughs> and... At the same time, 70 series are being produced concurrently with the 60 series. You know, the 70 series was a whole different market. Then they went to the 60 series for the luxury. Then the 80 series, which still had solid axles front and rear. And the 80 series in North America, you could get with the selectable front and rear lockers, which is really cool. That that predated the Rubicon in the Jeep. Well, then in 1997, they discontinued the, um, and they did the 40th, Edition, 40th anniversary Land Cruiser and everything for 1997. Mm. They discontinued huh. the solid axle Land Cruiser for North America. It's kind of a happy birthday, you nugget know, out. Exactly. <laughs> well, That's pretty much what it uh, what it was. <laughs> it was like, you know, happy birthday, get the heck out of here. How you rude. know. Well then they introduced the hundred series in North America, both in the in nineteen ninety-eight, both in the Land Cruiser and in what was called the Lexus LX470. Hmm. Still a solid rear axle, independent front axle. Ugh. It was the first time they went to independent. Now, they did get a couple of things when they went to the 100 series. This was the first series that got the V8 engine. They went from the straight six, the old reliable straight sixes they've been using forever, various versions of the straight six. They went to the uh, 4.7 V8 for North America. Hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, it really got to be a luxurious soccer mom vehicle in hmm. North America. Very, very durable still. I mean, they're, even with the IFS, the IFS, if you go under, I've owned one of them. I had the LX470. You go underneath. The silver one, wasn't it? No, that, the silver, that was an 80 series. That was the 96 <coughs> Lexus uh, LX450. Right, right, right. But then I had short, for a short time, I had the green LX470 which was a 2000, if I remember correctly. Do I remember that one? or I don't I know. It was, it was like a quick flip thing, man. I bought it, um, <laughs> had it for a month or two, sold it to a guy in the UP. Uh, I may not have ever seen that one then. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. But uh, when you get underneath them, um, the IFS that's under them is still as beefy as a one-ton Chevy truck. You know, the big nice. I, big components. Still not a fan of the IFS. But what we're talking about here is the 105. So the 105, and this is uh, you know called the UZJ100 series or the UZJ105. <laughs> but basically, you know, folks, I'm just gonna sit here and I'm gonna call them the 100 and the 105. And the difference was the 100 was IFS, and the majority of the world did get the 100 series Land Cruiser with independent front suspension in it. However, Africa and then parts of Australia, limited numbers, got the 105. Hmm. And the 105 was the exact same body. You still got the V8 if you wanted it. There was other engine options we'll talk about in a minute. But the biggest difference in the 105 is you got the solid front axle. That's awesome. Now, here's one of the things I can tell you that I know for sure, is there's a number of people that say the 105 uses an 80 series front axle. It's just they just basically use leftover parts. Mm-hmm. That is not the case. The 105 front axle is a different front axle. There's huh. there's parts that do interchange with the axle naturally, but different wheel bolt pattern. It's wider. Hmm. 
it's a little beefier. It was a upgraded axle from the 80 series front axle. So I imagine that axles from this thing are pretty near impossible to find, at least in the U.S. then? Yeah, probably. Bummer. I mean, there's a number of people that have ordered them from places and got yeah. African spec ones. Now, they did make the 100 series from 98 to 2007, so they were available for a number of years. Hmm. So nine years, basically. Yeah. And, you know, in the 100 series, you could get still, which is really cool, a six-speed manual. Nice. And you could also get uh, a couple different diesel options. You get the 4.2 diesel, and you could get the 3-liter diesel. Hmm. And you could still get an inline six, the 4.2 that was in the old 80 series. So they had a number of engine options Could you get the diesels with the manuals, though? Yes, overseas. But rare. Rare. I believe it. So I was talking to um, one of the guys that's going to probably come on the show in the future, George Esther from uh, mm. Cruiser Brothers. Nice. And he was telling me, he goes, most of the 105s did get the V8 with the automatic. Gotcha. And so. That's a disappointment. One, like, <laughs> the, so the folks out there that have found a 105 with a manual and a diesel solid axle, you got a rare Just bird there. Gold. <laughs> now, most of those, though, are still going to be right-hand drive because they're Africa and Australia yeah. versions. If you happen to get one from a country, I think there's only one country in Africa that uses left-hand drive, and then Brazil also uses, uh, or not Brazil, um, Spain, which I believe the 105 was available in limited numbers there with left-hand drive. Hmm. The the rarest of the rare 105 would be a left-hand drive diesel manual. That would be awesome, though. Oh, heck yeah, man. God, does that sound cool. <laughs> yeah, solid axle. I mean, you're talking the big, luxurious SUV, but you yeah. still got the solid axles, and you got the... Well, off the marketplace. I'll be back in a while. <laughs> six-speed manual with a turbo diesel in it. You nice. Know? Um, you know, they, they really were... Uh, you you know, keep moving the table. Sorry. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> they really were the last of the... Um, the the beefy Land Cruiser in the yeah. luxurious, you know. I, I'm sure the new 200 series and all that are still very capable. Wait a minute. So they went from like 45, 55, 60, 70, 80, 100, 105 to 200. Correct. They missed everything in between. And now the new one's the 300. What? Yeah, the 200 ran. Um, These numbers make no sense. They just released the 300. It, I know. It's like block I, model numbers. They just no. <laughs> I, I I don't know what to tell I you. I ordered man. Glock 44. I want a Glock that shoots a 44 Magnum, not a 22. <laughs> I, I don't know. What There's to a tell few you. listeners it's, that'll get that. One. <laughs> I I know they will. I I don't get why they did the numbering series huh. of them, but um, you know. I, there's a there's a number of things if you're talking specifically about the 100 series cruiser um if you got the lexus version and i'm not talking the 105 for a minute here i'm going back to the 100 um, okay the ifs version i'm so lost at this point <laughs> if you got the lx470 you got the air ride suspension which fancy. was finicky it's yeah. fancy and you could lower lower and raise the vehicle with a switch you don't remember that vehicle I had that I could do that? Because it still worked in that. Yeah, I do remember that. That was the 100. Okay, nice. Okay. So, but if you got the Land Cruiser, you got the coil springs and all that. So they didn't have the... Huh. It was like, they're still more durable. Yeah. It was part of the split off of the two. They yeah. were trying to do different things. Now, I wish I could sit there and talk tech all day long about the 105. Um, and I know that maybe there's some listeners that have been really looking forward to this 105 episode. And we still, we're not against bringing somebody on and talking no, no. 105s. Yeah. 
I know that, like I said, the wheel bolt pattern changed on them when they went to the solid axle. Now, one of the things, though, that George did uh, send me just earlier today, actually, because we were talking back and forth about the 105s, and um, I'm just going to I'm gonna mention this, and I think he'll be okay with that. Um, and uh, let's see here. So he said, uh, there's very few over here in the United States, but in a couple of years we'll, be start, we'll start seeing more of them because of the 25-year rule. Oh, yeah. Okay. He said, solid, the solid front is similar to an 80, but the frame is different than the IFS 100s, so it's not a simple swap to put a solid axle on the 100. Most 105s had the 1HZs. Oh, so they actually had the 6-cylinder. Uh, no, the 1HZ, is that the V8 or the 6? I don't know. And automatics. Um, <laughs> let me look it, it up here. For okay. Let me look. 1HZ. Uh, 1HZ. Boom, boom, boom. Toyota. All right, let me see here. Yeah, so that's the in, that's the inline engine. So that's the straight six. So most of the 105s, had, I, I misspoke earlier, had the straight six automatic with the solid axle. Well, like you said, the 25-year rule. That makes it a little less cool, but... <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, we're talking 1998, so in a few years... Yeah. Pretty soon, we're going to see some 105s in North America. Hmm. And Interesting. I mean, I know I'm going to be looking for the diesel manual, <laughs> the six-speed manual yeah. with the diesel. I'm still barely just sticking my little Jeep world. But... I know you are. I know you are. I it's... respect them. I like them. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I just... I know my world. It's... Well, it's I'm, I like it. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. It's, it's a Jeep uh, thing. You wouldn't get it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Talking to the guy who's had more Jeeps than I've had driven vehicles. I, I did get thinking about that the other day, how many Jeeps I had. It's 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 been a number. I've had, um, uh, you know, just side note here. I've had an MB. Ooh. I've had a... I've never had a Willys... Um, that drives... No, I have. Oh. Uh, screw you. <laughs> well, I, I didn't mean that in a bad way. I just meant the one you had was a parts one. I know. That's the only I, one I knew. <laughs> no, I've had an MB. Grand Cherokee. Um, actually, I've had two. I'm sorry, not an MB. I've had two GPWs. Okay. I've never. I've had two Ford GPWs. I've never had an MB. Willie's MB. Nice. So GPWs. I had a CJ2A, the yellow one that ran and drove. Never saw that one. You must have seen that at the old shop. I had that thing sitting in the shop for like a year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It had plaid seats. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I forgot. I had the CJ2A. Yep. I've had at least two CJ5s, one that ran, Buick V6 and one. The other one had the straight six over, or the straight. Or the inline four overhead cam. I forgot what it's called right now. A hurricane or whatever. Something like that. Yeah. So I had two CJ5s. Um, the one was the military one. And so it was actually probably an M38A1. Nice. Because it had the, the military hood and everything on it. So I had that. Then I had the, um, the Buick V6 one. I've never had a CJ6. Uh, you had a scrambler for a while, I've, didn't you? I, had, I have flipped... At two or three CJ sevens over the years, maybe Oof. four. Never had never had a running CJ seven that I can I can think of. I've, I think they've all been non runners. Yeah. Um, I had the CJ Scrambler that I drove for about a year. I remember and flipped seeing it, the that, red like, one. Yeah, barely, yeah. 
It was right around when you got rid of that is yeah. when I started hanging out at the old house. Exactly. Uh, I've had... I have flipped two or three running YJs. Mm. I... Then after the YJ, you go to the TJ. I have never owned a TJ. Yeah. Um, I mean, that oh, surprises me. That surprises you. I've never owned a TJ. Huh. Um, but I did have a JK. Yeah. I had the 09 JK for the about XJ. a year. Can't forget that. I was going through the the Open Top series, but okay, I fine. Know, I'll let you get that if, if you want to go to the <laughs> other ones, then yes. I've had, I had the 97 XJ. I had the 84 XJ. Um... I've had the Grand Wagoneer one. Yeah. Um, I've had those two. Both of them are runners, but I only drove the 97 as yeah. a regular daily driver. I've had the... I've had three full-size Cherokees. Nice. I'm trying to think if I've ever had a... I've never had a Grand... I've never had a Wagoneer or Grand Wagoneer. I've never had a hmm. four-door. Um, I had one J10. Nice. I always love those old I've tricks. had one MJ Comanche. Well, that was the ex-wives, but yeah. it was in the family. Um, I'm trying to think other Jeep products I might had have had. You had a ZJ for a short time. I've had two Z, a ZJ and a ZJ parts rig. Yep. So I've had a few Jeeps over the years. Yeah. I don't think I've even driven that many. <laughs> Just saying. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm still a Land Cruiser guy, though, man. And, yeah. you know, these... The 105s, um, I mean, that's one of the things that... I have only, I think I've seen one in person, but I'm mm. not even sure. And I'm sure George from Cruiser Brothers Outfitters would have been able to tell us. Um, I saw one at SEMA. Nice. A solid axle 100 series, but whether or not it was a swap. Gotcha. Or yeah. a actual true 105, I don't know. I do know one of the differences, like I said, is the wheel bolt pattern, the track width, things like that. And if you take the old... Uh, 80 series axles, which are six lug, and then you go to the 100 series, they're five lug. Hmm. They're lar- they're a large five lug pattern. So I didn't pay attention to the one I saw at SEMA. Yeah. I don't know if it was a, a 80 series axle or the 100 series axle. So, you know, I've only seen one in person. Pretty cool looking yeah. vehicle. Coil springs in the front, radius arms, all that yeah. stuff. You know, the typical great stuff that you get out of a solid axle line cruiser. But yeah. You know, I don't know. Um, wish I could sit here and just rattle tech all day with those things, but we don't see them in North America. Yeah. <laughs> which is a shame. It's such a shame. We never get the cool stuff. You know, that's one of the questions that stump people <laughs> on the 4 by 4 or on the um, the car questions. Which one? How many years old does something have to be to import it in North America without having oh. any, which 25 years? You got the 25 yeah. year old. Um, your buddy, uh, what's his name again? That won Tim. Tim. Yeah. Was it Tim that went to the final trivia contest? Oh no! Um, there was guy and there was Bill. No, 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 no. Huh? Comanche guy. Oh, Jonathan. Jonathan. Yeah. Jonathan got that one right. Yeah. The twenty-five year rule. A lot of people did not get that right. Hmm. And so, you know, that was uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, I was amazed that a lot of people didn't know <laughs> yeah but of course we're into american cars we're into yep you know whatever but I, let me ask you this i mean you're mr jeep guy and all this and that mm. it, money's no option okay 25 year rule hits what are you importing 
if you could import something. Oh man, I couldn't even. I can't even think of something foreign enough to bring in. I really can't. Hmm. I can't think of anything to bring in that's foreign that we don't have. I can't think of anything. Well, I mean, you know, would you be a 105 Land Cruiser? Would you be, like, one of the Fast and Furious, like, Supras? No. No? No. No. I Uh, I don't like little cars. Lamborghini, you know, Ferrari. I'm not a really sports car guy. No? No, I I like my Jeeps, trucks. I like classic cars. Yeah. But I I don't really get into the whole sports car, import car thing. Toyota Mega Cruiser? (laughs) Meh. (laughs) <laughs> I'm I'm pretty simple in that respect. I just yeah, you're very simple. Yeah, well, <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that took a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been a long few days. <laughs> it has been. It has been. <laughs> I, uh, I spent uh, so the day after the car show, driving around everywhere, getting some marketplace stuff, and then up to Port Sanilac and traded uh, some stuff around. And yeah, just long day, a lot of driving. Did you get anything good? I traded a rifle for another rifle. But well, it, that makes no sense. Well, uh, it's big game hunting rifle, and I don't hunt big game. I wanted to do target shooting. What kind of big game rifle did you have? Uh, three three eight wind mag. It's good for like grizzly bear, moose, elk, caribou, up to about six seven hundred yards. You might have needed <laughs> that. Nah. You don't think so, huh? I got three oh eight with a twenty inch barrel that'll do better. Thirty at six. So I don't oh. really need that big a one. Uh, so I drew to the gentleman who had a, a rifle that was more tuned for distant shooting, uh, which is what I want to get into. And it just kind of worked out what uh, what he does, what he hunts. Uh, this gun worked perfect for him. What I wanted to do, his gun works perfect for me. So we traded. Mm. So huge shout yeah, out to Doug. Good. Thanks again, man. Appreciate it. Hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Speaking of shout outs, John, a uh, couple episodes ago, um, we... Talked about Texan auto seat cover. Yeah. Okay. And we have a couple corrections and some oh. additions there. They listened okay. to the episode. They liked it. Oh, cool. But uh, for... I accidentally said Dallas, Texas in the episode. Okay. They're brick and mortars in Houston, Texas. Is that like a, if you call an Italian a Sicilian kind of um, insult? or? <laughs> I don't think it's that bad because a Texan's a Texan. Okay, that's but true. If I would have said they were in Philadelphia or something, I think we would have had a problem. Yeah, we'd probably not be having this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, they are located in Houston, Texas. They also wanted to mention things that we didn't know time of our last show. Oh. And that is that all of their materials are made in the United States. Oh, cool. They use everything U.S.-made material. That's awesome. And they're expanding their inventory every single day. Um, and if you need something that they don't have they have all sorts of access to original materials and you can send them a sample and then they can use it to make you new ones they said they have just recently started making dodge and jeep seat covers as well replacement ones so john you can hold them on that that. yeah and they said everything i have is in good shape it's not on the website yet but they said they are doing that Hmm. and they're also getting involved with lexus and mercedes replacements as well so um very cool. And they said that pretty much they are um, uh, all about um, product uh, um, satisfaction and customer quality and things like cool. that. So Very cool. if 
you know, if there's ever a problem with anything, you get a hold of them and they, make it right. and they will make it right. That is awesome. So once again, folks, that is Texan Auto Seat Cover. It's TexanAutoSeatCover.com. Uh, you can check them out. Uh, they're the ones we got the King Ranch seats covers from, which we're going to be doing more episodes in the future about when we go to install those. Yeah. But uh, right now, I just wanted to give that uh, correction Yeah, that's out awesome. There. So, um, you know, and, uh, you know, that's actually one of the things, if they're getting into the Lexuses and maybe even the Toyotas now, uh, the 100 series and the 105s, one of the biggest problems that people have, especially with those over even the 80 series, is when they went to the 100 series in North America, almost all the interiors were leather. Mm. And almost every 100 series that you see now that's 15 to 20 years old oh, has cracked front yeah. seats and stuff. So if they're doing seat cover replacements for mm. those early Lexuses, then Would they I plural think... Would plural be Lexi? They might be. Lexus The, the Lexi. Lexi, yeah, it could be. I don't know how that works. It could be. <laughs> um, it's. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that they're doing that because... Yeah. They're making them more appealing vehicles to purchase oh, yeah. and to fix up and to own. Yeah. Which makes me want to see what I can change mine out to. <laughs> or we talked about coloring the leather on the last one, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. re-dyeing the leather. Yeah. I think that'd be a good way for you to go. Yeah, it's it's like a weird, just nasty gray. And maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's white and it's just that dirty. I don't know. <laughs> it's a pretty dirty Jeep when I got it. Once you uh, ratchet <clears> strap <throat> and zip tie those things in there, we will get them colored up looking good. Why I'm doing duct tape, man. I'm gonna blend it in with that cold oh. galvanizing spray. <laughs> You'll never know it. <laughs> never know. You never know. Um, you know, it still amazes me though. We're 105 episodes in. Yeah, it's a lot of episodes. And we haven't gotten a cease and desist letter yet. <laughs> oh, I just shred those. Oh, okay. I, 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 they're usually addressed the to you. They're addressed to you, and I'm like, hey, you got oh. the wrong address. He doesn't live here, so I just. I mean, that's legit. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, no, we uh, changed topics a little bit. I don't remember if I ever told you about this. So a couple of weeks ago now, um, Ed gave me a quick call to help him with uh, some axle work on his cousin's Jeep. Okay. Initially, he told me the shock mounts were rotted out. So I know, I've heard that before. Yeah. And uh, I won't say the, the three words that you so much hate me saying, but this is the perfect situation to eliminate that lower pin that uh, mounts the shock. Real simple, you can just weld some plate steel in there up the sides, make it a bolt. It was the simplest way. Uh, however, I got there, shock mounts were fine. So the vehicle, I believe it was a 2001 or 2002 WJ Grand Cherokee. Okay. The coil spring seats were gone. Mm. <laughs> Springs punched right through them sitting on the axle tube. And his cousin had picked up this kit, I believe it was Clayton Off-Road. All right. That's not right. Uh, they make this uh, bracket or kit for, I assume, some kind of axle swap, and it's that pad. It, it's the entire assembly for your sway bar link, your coil spring mount, and your shock all in one thing. So we took some measurements, took some numbers, and cut the old torch the old bracket off, ground it clean, lined the new one up, did all the measurements, double and triple checked everything, and when we were done, we had it within two thousandths of an inch of perfect spec. Did it work? Yeah. Oh yeah, we uh, finished paint, er, uh, welding it in, played, er, um, painted it a little bit so it wouldn't rust, reinstalled it that night, and I uh, drove it home. This is the mount on the WJ axle? Yep, for uh, where the coil springs and shocks go, mm. so the whole bucket there, I think they call it a bucket. 
I don't know. Yeah, I got Are that you talking the up. upper mount on the body nope, or the, on the mount axle. on the axle mount itself? On the axle. And that was rotted out. Completely on That's both amazing. sides. Yeah, that he was even still driving it. It was baffling me. Hashtag pure Michigan. <laughs> yeah, all right. Hashtag salt life. Yep. <laughs> well, so that was a fun little bit of uh, shop work we did a while back. So I couldn't remember if I told you about that or not. No, I, I not heard you talk yeah. about that. Yeah, so that was fun. That was... Uh, I, I went over there for what I figured was going to be an hour, and it turned into like eight hours. Mm. And they had already been at it for like eight hours, so it was a really long day for them. <laughs> well, you know, back to our what we were talking about, the 105s, I, the WJ was evidence that a solid axle full-size SUV still had a market, not full-size, but I guess large mid-size SUV. Yeah. Still had a market in North America through the 2000s. Hmm. So it's strange to me that Toyota decided not to offer the 105 here yeah. in the U.S. Because the, w, the WJ ran through what, 06, um, 05, 04. 04, right there. And the 2005 was the WK. Okay. I think it was WK. And that's when they went to the IFS and yeah. the, the Jeeps as well. Yeah. So they could have <laughs> run concurrently. Well, they might have lasted a little longer if they were yeah. competing with that. North America. You know, your Land Cruisers and your Lexuses, they would have had a solid axle, but they were twice the price of a new Jeep. Yeah. They were just a higher-end vehicle, but yeah. still, yeah, it is we, what it is. we still like beating the hell out of them in the woods. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got some parts. Um, I remember that throttle body we talked about a few episodes ago that I'm putting on uh, Project XJ, that BBK one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that came from a gentleman... Uh, it was an 01 WJ. He turboed his inline six, the bad f- 4.0. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, turboed it, and he ran that off road. It was a yeah. WJ, and just beat the crap out of this thing, <laughs> and then blew the engine up. So he pulled it. So, are you planning on running the the um, big beautiful Keith turbo and, and <laughs> intake on your uh... the turbo? No. No. no, just the just the um, the throttle body. And that what BBK stands for? No, I, I don't remember what it stands for, but oh. it's nothing to do with Keith. <laughs> it's not big, beautiful nope. Keith? No, if it does, it's going right in the scrap bin. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, you're, you're gonna, you don't know if you're going to run it yet? No, I'm not. No plans to turbo that what? one. Then I got to mess with the manifold, and I have that really nice Banks exhaust header manifold I don't oh. want to screw with. and. It's probably, not the greatest probably turbo. Probably for the better, yeah. Yeah, I want this thing to last. Is a turbo off a wish or something in it? eBay. Mm, just not that bad. good. Yeah, it's not that good. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to sell it, and it's like yeah, there's a little bit of play, so I don't even feel right. I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I'll list it up somewhere. but You still got play in it, but, I mean, they got enough oil pressure, it'll ride on the oil, and it'll be fine. But... <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. <clears throat> Yeah. And then I got the whole, I got the whole, I bought the whole engine from them to, to part it out. Yeah. So, yeah. I, 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 I see that, you know, that's a, you know, you got a good value out of this. Stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. For, for what I paid for everything, for what I want from it. Um, I mean, I, I wanted it cause it had an upgraded alternator. We talked about that the one episode, mm-hmm. which I can't even use cause I don't have the brackets. <laughs> so yeah. You know, I, I'm a believer, dude, in the all good things come to those who wait. Mm. You find what you need, you know, when you're not looking for it. Yeah. 
That happened to me recently this week. Did you lose a bottle opener or something? Well, I can still <laughs> open a bottle. I got no problem opening a bottle. <laughs> yeah. so. uh, no, I I think maybe I've mentioned forever going to show when I was working on the 55 Chevy. And okay. how the electrical system is pretty sketchy in that thing. It's like the original 65-year-old oh, yeah. wiring. It's all yep. cracked and patched together and whatnot. Well, bumper-to-bumper wiring harness for that thing's like 600 bucks. Okay? For... It's a reproduction slash upgraded harness. They go nice. to modern fuses. They go to heavier gauge wire. Nice. Plastic coated instead of cloth covered on stuff, you know. Very nice. But it's plug and play. Yeah. Well, so I was like, maybe next summer I'll buy the harness. 600 bucks. Not terrible, but still a lot of money. Yeah. Dude, on one of the forums that I'm on had bumper to bumper harness for a 55 Chevy. Uh, 100 bucks. Four or two fifty. Jeez, nice. So he had it on there, and he goes two fifty plus shipping. He charged me, I think, twenty bucks shipping or something like that, hmm. and uh, got it to me. Beautiful looking setup. Nice. Um, it's crazy what shipping's gone up to. I know. Oh but, my god. But still, yeah, saved me four hundred dollars. Oh there. yeah, for sure. And so I'm very glad to do that, and I'm yeah. gonna plug the whole thing in there and nice have my uh, not sketchy wiring for <laughs> once. Nice. Very, Very nice. much looking forward to that. So as I said, I mentioned about the Commando one point in time. Uh, those were prone to electrical fires back mm. then. And my grandpa was a radiologist. Well, at the time... Oh, so that radio and that thing was awesome, man. He could he got oh, great AM, reception. Great he, reception. He got AM, FM, and the Alien channels. All in one, one button. Nice. <laughs> no, they were rewiring the machine, so he took a bunch of the wire from there. And one wire at a time replaced everything in this Jeep. Oh, did he really? Yeah, so it's all like really heavy gauge wire. Might nice. glow at night, I don't know. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be a radiology. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll probably get one of the heavy duty painless kits or something when I do it, though. Sure. Just, it's simpler. And do then, they make a plug and play for that thing? I'm pretty certain they do. Um, I looked a long, long time ago somewhere, and I don't remember what I found. It's been a while since I've looked. Okay. But I, it wouldn't surprise me. And I know a lot of that is close to a CJ5. It kind of so. would surprise me because they didn't make that many Jeepsters. Yeah. Well, but like you said, it's close to a CJ5. Yeah, so the so wiring I'm pretty harness, sure it'll, it'll work. Even like, not, I think the front fenders are even the same. They just yeah. drilled the holes different. The hood Something like sits that, different. Yeah. 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 But uh, Mine are in good enough shape. They're, they're usable. Uh-huh. Oh. God, I wish I could start on that thing. Start of... start coming down to the museum, tinkering on <laughs> Thursday nights. I gotta finish the XJ first, and then redo the Pegasus. So. Speaking of the museum, <laughs> um, we have a returned thing. Did you notice the CJ two days back? You know, I actually didn't even walk in the building that day. We're so busy outside. <laughs> shame on you. Shame on I you. I know. Uh, the oh, no, uh, I walked in there. Yeah, I did yeah, see it. The forty. So I was showing that to Tim. The forty-seven yeah. CJ two A is back. The one that has a rear-mounted air compressor. Yeah, the and that PTO nice capstan winch. winch up front. That capstan thing is winch. so cool. Um, Bill Norris's uh, Jeep, beautiful, beautiful Jeep. We yeah. always love having it in there. Oh yeah. And it's spent a lot of time in the Makes museum. Makes mine look like a pile of garbage, but hey. <laughs> Dude, everyone's got to start somewhere. You know, just think about it. 50 years from now, people are going to be just drooling over. I mean, XJ prices are already going up. Oh, yeah. Which is weird, but. (laughs) Well, you know, there you go. There you go. Something else to talk about for a minute here. Um, I don't even know if I told you, but uh, um, mom's car down in Florida Mm -hmm. kind of kicked the bucket. Oh. 
Did I tell you that or not? Yeah, we talked about the old Buick. The old Buick, yeah. yeah. So the Buick, uh, I know we haven't talked about it in the air, though. No, no. The, the old Buick kicked the bucket. And oh. um, it still runs and drives, but it's got some electrical issues. And it's got some various other issues. And uh, I got talking to... It's funny because I talked to mom down there and, you know, and I'm, we're going back and forth. And she's like, well, what kind of vehicle should I get into? And I says, you should get in a little crossover SUV because you're always hauling stuff down to the beach. You need something that you can load stuff in and out of easy. I said, you don't need a big car. You don't need an excavit, ex, ugh, tongue twister tonight. <laughs> expedition. You don't need an expedition. You don't need a Suburban. You don't need a Tahoe or anything like that. I said, you need something smaller. Yeah. So... I just rattle off. I said, I'd like to see you as much as I love my American vehicles. I said, a lot of the modern American crossovers really don't have the great reliability ratings yeah. right now. I said, I'd love to see in a Honda CRV, a Toyota Highlander, a Toyota RAV4, something like that. And I gave her a bunch of other ones. The mechanic that had her Buick at the time told me the exact same thing. I called up and he's like, yeah, your mom nearly needs to be in a CRV or RAV4. They're everywhere down here because they're more common in Florida than they are up here. Because yeah. we're a motor city, you know, all the oh, domestics yeah. up here. As it should be. Well, whatever. <laughs> you know, so we, we start looking around, man. And uh, long story short, uh, so my mom starts just really researching cars. And she gets a bunch of YouTube videos and other things. And she starts researching what's the most reliable vehicle between 150 and 300,000 miles. Mm. And she called me back up and she goes, I want a Sierra Vera Highlander. Boom. That's what I want. Started looking all over. We found her an 04 Highlander in like mint condition. Nice. For almost two grand in her blue book. Nice. From this elderly Chinese couple who meticulously maintained it since it was new. Nice. And so she's got a little Highlander down there in Florida, which is kind of cool. And of course, then now I start thinking about the Buick and I'm like, what can I do with the Buick? Like, am I going to help her sell it down there? Mm. Am I just going to go enter a demolition derby? Like, <laughs> you know, but I am going to do that. Demo Derby? Yes. Sweet. You didn't know about this? Yeah, we talked. We've oh, had we... to react for them. Come on, we've had a lot Believe of it or not, John and I talk outside the podcast. Yeah. So... <laughs> you guys, the listeners, sometimes I tell John things for the first time on the show. Sometimes I tell him things for the first time over a beer. At and Star... then I usually forget and I hear it all over again on the show and it's like, oh, wow, There's yeah. that, yeah. Oftentimes at <laughs> StarCraft, you know, yeah. so... Uh, we are actually friends outside the show. Unlike oh, yeah. some radio shows you might listen to or podcasts where people just can't stand each other, we actually hang out outside of this stuff sometimes, too. So Still can't stand each other. But. Yeah, there's that. But, <laughs> um, but no, so uh, we are going to enter a Whelan slash museum slash Foxfire Fiction sponsored slash actually, do I have my wallet on me? I do not. I believe it's Keller Williams Realty sponsored Nice uh, car in the First, hopefully annual, Elginac Bump and Run Demolition Derby. Nice. And we may have my children drive the car. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And, uh, we're going to get some hate for this. Maybe not from our listeners, because our listeners like thrashing on anything. Yeah, you got to teach them young. I know. but Te uh, Isn't that like computer hacking? You have to learn how to hack to prevent the hacking I you guess. have to learn about accidents to avoid them i guess but we are going <laughs> Call to be it accident avoidance training we are going to be entering excellent a one of 3333 ever made hmm. monte carlo dale earnhardt yeah, intimidator you're, you're, you're edition. gonna get some hate for that <laughs>
So, so for those of you who see me on the side of the road, I'm not that close with Keith. Yeah. You cannot beat his address out of me, but if you mean... It's a NASCAR if Intimidator. If you me, I'll give it to you. <laughs> the Intimidator Monte Carlo. Nice. By the end of this, there's going to be at least 3,332 left. Oof. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have some people pissed off at you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing is, is uh, and I don't know yet because I haven't popped the trunk Ooh. of it yet. Apparently... Dale Earnhardt himself signed a number of the inside of the trunks of those. Oh, I really hope you take that trunk lid off if that's the case. We're going to find out. <laughs> or we smash the hell out of it first, then we hang it on the wall. I'm, I'm not even going to respond to that. What? The listeners, I mean, I like that too. It's nothing against Dale, but I like the idea of like, oh, we found this after we did this. Oops. <laughs> uh-huh. So... It's going to be interesting. Um, no, we did not go seeking this car specifically, <laughs> but there's a local junkyard that has one in. It's got rusted rockers. Um, God knows what the mechanicals are like on it. <laughs> and 400 bucks, and nice. boom, we have a sponsored vehicle nice. in this bump and run. But uh, we're very well going to have my 17-year-old son drive. I like and it. And then when I talk to the event coordinator, he's like, well, are you going to enter your daughter in the uh, uh, the youth class? And I'm like, the what now? And he's like, <laughs> the 10 to 15 class. And I'm hmm. you have a 10 to 15 class in your demolition derby. That is awesome. It's awesome and seems sketchy all at once. But, you no, know. just awesome, not sketchy. Awesome, <laughs> pure awesomeness. <laughs> so I maybe put it in. And then, you know, and I got to give her credit for this. I... I, I don't know that I legally had to, but I, I kind of morally <laughs> felt that I had to get a hold of the ex-wife and be like, hey, what do you feel about me letting the kids drive in a demolition derby? <laughs> I mean, just seems like the type of thing you should check with your I, ex-wife I, on. I mean, I've never, Joint custody and all that. It only makes sense. Yeah, and she was just like, well, first I got a hold of the son. She's like, yeah, that's fine. So then I was like, all right, listen. I'm like, <laughs> they have a youth class. Are you okay with my daughter driving? And she's like, yeah, it'd be fine. And nice. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Record this. This conversation has been recorded. <laughs> I know. Nice. Well, that's cool. You know. That's, that should be fun. So are you doing two separate cars then? Or are you going to just one and like alternate driver? So according to the event coordinator, the youth class, they kind of keep them going slower the way they do things there. Okay. And the cars always, pretty much always survive. Okay. So... They kind of, it's a more of a race around a track. Yeah. And like a little circle track yeah. or something. Yeah. Once that's over, then the. And the big kids come the out. Big kids play. come out. And play. Nice. So we're going to see. If I have time to build two cars, I will. Yeah. I got I to build, I got to pull out all the glass, all the interior. Hammer, shop vac, done. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I gotta build some sort of rollover protection, which apparently I don't have to build a full roll cage. I thought I did, but just a driver one or something. Um, no, he said I can just take some pipes, like a flat plate ceiling to floor. Oh, okay. It's basically so the roof doesn't yeah, crush collapse. Protection. Yeah, makes sense. So that's all it is. Nice. A um, few other modifications I got to do. I was looking at some tips and tricks online about like how to keep the car from going into limp mode. Yeah, pulling the. Um, Temp sensor out. Oh, and airbag sensors and all that. got to pull the airbags right yeah. out. Airbags got to go. You so. have to relocate the fuel cell? Only if the axles, or only if the tank is behind the rear axle. Okay. But I, he, the guy told me the Monte Carlo one's in front. So nice. I haven't checked it yet. But. Many, many years ago, I, I wanted to get into the figure eight racing. So I actually downloaded the rule book and read through all that, like all of it at the time. 
It's been many years since, but I'm, I'm familiar with some of the regulations on a lot of that stuff. If there's going to be a giant wheel and sticker on this car, you're going to help build it, right? I'm in. Okay, good. Good. Because we, we, we were supposed to pick it up tonight. Oh. But uh, he has not uh, actually told me he's right. I'm going to send him a text real quick and be like, car ready? Question mark. Uh, let me see here. I'm actually texting him right now. Okay. Car ready or tomorrow. There we go. And so, yeah, we're going to get this thing, and nice. we're going to do a bunch of rednecks. and I like it. And do that. I like it. I'm in. Speaking of redneck stuff, if you folks want to come check out the Museum of Off-Road Adventure, it is a real place. Believe it or not, it's not a place we just talk about. What are you giggling about over there? <laughs> I don't know why. It's just... <laughs> it, is, made me it, laugh. it is a real place. <laughs> And we, John and I, are both members of it. We are trying to build this thing. And it's a 501c3 nonprofit. Come check it out. It's in Clay Township, Michigan, 8061 Marsh Road. We are open Thursdays from 6 to 8.30 p.m. And we are pretty active on social media, mostly Facebook. But you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Museum of Off-Road Adventure. You can also join the Facebook group 4x4 Talk. Uh, and you mean that... museum. Okay. So both of them. He screwed me up because of, because of the last episode that we did this. Uh, 4x4 Talk and 4x4 Museum. 4x4 Talk is more for you off-road enthusiasts. 4x4 Museum is more of your historical photos and things like that. So, John, with that... So we do still have our Patreon page up, uh, patreon.com, patreon.com, slash radio. Accesses those $2 a month. You get a lot of the uh, bonus content that we do. Stuff we don't always get to on the air. Um, some stuff we just can't get into on the air for one reason or another. So check that out. A lot of extra stuff that we do. Uh, again, that will be coming to uh, Podbean pretty soon, available as a premium service as well. Um, I'm just, I need, I'm going to upload all the old episodes to that. So it's going to take me a little bit to get that up and ready before, uh, I release that. Um, again, four by four talk, couple quick questions, get you on that page. You can interact with Keith, myself and the other listeners, post pictures of your build, ask questions. Uh, you can do polls. So if you want to throw up, what color should I paint this for example, or manual automatic transmission Well, that one, we're going to delete and tell you manual. <laughs> uh, so yeah, just kind of go from there. Or should I go with a thong or briefs? Briefs. Oh. I'm not even... No, we'll delete that poll, too. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, you know what? No, Keith, I want you to make that poll. But you're going to post pictures <laughs> demoing them <laughs> and see what uh, how quickly the uh, algorithm takes you down. <laughs> there you go. So I don't think we got anything else for this. So I'll say with that, thanks for listening and have a good one, everybody. 